and welcome to the Mancunian candidates here on Fab Radio International and YouTube. Uh, the show is all about a British perspective of American politics and we also talk about the British I would say politics, but the mess we're in. From time to time, yes, time of course. Time, no, we deal with both. Anglo-American politic heaven. That's where we are with this show. It's okay. And this is a show in the middle of what <coughs> you would probably use the word maelstrom to describe. We have gone through hell the last year with COVID. We've gone through hell uh, politically with uh, an over in America who affect us while we were trying to get Brexit sorted. They, we were sort of hoping that things would be stable over there and that that has gone as far wrong as you could possibly imagine. If you thought Donald Trump winning the presidency would be bad, that's airing on the good side of how it's actually turned out because it's been catastrophic. But first, we want to talk about the UK. And this week, you've seen the reports. Uh, I've got a little video clip coming up later. But let's talk about it first. Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Rich footballer. <laughs> he was a very good chap and a Manchester, Manchester guy as well. Yeah, ri ri shop. rich footballer with a heart, yeah. Uh, has advised the uh, Prime Minister, Boris, again about the state of the foods. Well, let's put it right. What ha what's happened with the kids wanting school dinners? And so, at first, they said, OK, here's a token, and you can go spend it on the school dinners. This is for people who are not well off. Yeah. This is where it makes a difference. It's not just, oh, here's a squid and help yourself. It makes a difference to these people. And Max Freshman have talked about it a lot. But this is a Tory thinking. The Tory thinking is they don't trust you to go and spend this money, that cash, have a token. Because so you'll spend it on further. smack. Yes. You'll spend it on smack and yeah. crack and drugs and all So sorts we'll do of it stuff. for you. Yeah. I saw a certain company, and we're going to play the clip shortly, a certain company has taken up on board of doing it on behalf of the government. Now, I'm going to I did some research, by the way, Mike, you don't know this. Good. About the company. Um, should we play the clip? I love to be educated. Let's find out. Let's start with our top story though, and caterers have been told to urgently improve the quality of food parcels being sent out to some of England's poorest children. It's after images of the packages were shared by parents online. The children's minister called the provisions unacceptable and said they do not reflect the high standard expected of free school meals. Keith Doyle reports. As I unpacked that food parcel in my living room and looked at the contents, it felt very sad and very depressing and one of my children came in and saw me laying this out on the floor and asked why and I said I was going to picture it because I didn't think it looked like a lot and I could see the child's realisation that this is what I've been given to eat for a week and just the sense of sadness where has the rest of the food gone you know this is meant to be a week's food why is it so mean this is the reaction to the free school meals food parcel this mum received to feed her children. Sarah, who does not want to be identified to protect her two children, is disabled and relies on free school meals. Reaction to Sarah's tweet was swift on social media, with the footballer Marcus Rashford, who has campaigned for free school meals, reposting what other families said they had received. Government guidelines say school meals should contain items which parents can use to prepare healthy lunches across the week. 
They were replaced with vouchers during previous lockdowns in England, but because suppliers were contracted to provide meals before the current national lockdown was announced, they've been sending food parcels instead. After meeting the company at the centre of this row, the Minister for Children, Vicky Ford, said the government will be demanding that all caterers meet the standards set and are delivering high-quality lunches to eligible children. By doing this, we will make sure every one of them receives a healthy and nutritious lunch that will give them the fuel they need to focus on learning at home. Chartwells, the company which supplied this parcel, is not the only UK supplier. It said it would refund the costs where any parcels did not meet their usual high standard and it would be contacting every school to understand where any shortages may have occurred and apologise to anyone affected. It went on to say it will ensure every penny goes into the provision of the food. For Sarah, that's a move in the right direction. It's a very positive step that they're going to look at where gaps have occurred, why they have occurred and seek to resolve them. You know, that's great to see that progress. The government says vouchers worth £15 per week per child will be available from next week and it will give further details later today. Keith Doyle. Absolutely horrendous. Can I just say, if there wasn't social media and there wasn't actually the stuff that's causing all the problems in America is the dichotomy, if you didn't have access to a camera to broadcast that image to a massive amount of yeah. people who spread it, they would have got away with this. Yeah, I get away with it. But who is this company? Well, I've done some digging up and this company, well, they mentioned there on the report, Chartwells. Now, they are a subsidiary of a group called the Compass Group. Now, the Electoral Commission records show Paul Walsh, the chairman of the Compass Group, until he stepped down last month, had given £10,000 to the Tory party. No. Oh. Surprise, surprise. Mr Walsh has been at the helm of Compass since 2014 and was number 10's business advisory group during the early years of David Cameron. So the links there, it links yeah, there yeah. without a shadow. It's a apparently it's a big game hunter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Mr. Walsh. Well, wow, uh, what a tosser. He also Never signed mind. a joint letter of business leaders urging voters to back the Tories during the 2015 general election campaign. Yeah. And you're not surprised by this. So it's another it's another job for the boys. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I yeah. another bit of information I forgot to write down as well was the first school they started dealing with was Cambridge. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. This this is no shock. No, this is no shock. I mean, when you get them in, you get Tories in, and they do this. They they look after mates. And I'm not saying any politician is different. I'm sure there's plenty of instances during New Labour with Tony Blair where they were doing favours for people who'd uh, done stuff. But do you know what? We've got a pandemic, and people are dying right now. And you would think that there would be a tendency to the usual course of business with um, conservatives uh, this kind of conservative by the way not all of them uh, the the Boris I would type all, I would say all of them the, a lot of them yeah, yeah. A, an awful lot of them you would think 99%. that at this point that they would go oh wait a minute people are dying we can't do our usual <coughs> cash grab for every possible bit of profit we can see from a situation we might have to actually rein it in this time and save some lives but no it turns out that Tories can't help themselves they're talking about on that particular occasion a bag of food there worth £15 is a voucher 
per child, and it's five pounds worth of food in that bag. Well, the, so, some are estimating eight. You might be wrong. Uh, so eight. They are ripping off school children who can't afford to buy food. That's the type of people we're talking about. Yeah. And it's the thing which we're going to lead on to the next uh, article. It's about do you trust politicians? Do you trust politicians anymore? I mean, we've talked about this many times about mm. people you trust, whether it's the Labour Party, Conservatives, or Republicans, or Democrats. Can you trust them anymore? Uh, uh, where does this go to? I think it leads to, well, what's happened in America? It's a mess because yeah. the people have been trusting the, well, the Republican Party to be deliver, and but they talk about something. And then they deliver it, but they don't do that. Uganda, you can go down that route, but again, there's another point about the this free school meals situation. Yeah. Again, why are you involving a company that needs to make a profit in it? Why isn't the government <clears throat> taking the basic measures, renting itself a unit, getting people who know what they're doing and giving them a budget so that the government can look after it because then apparently there wouldn't be any shareholders to pay. There wouldn't be anybody involved in the company setup to pay. But no, we have to go through this. This is what the problem is with America, that you've got things that are of a public utility that involve shareholders, CEOs and fat cats on bonuses. This is what you get. Let's make money. Let's let's make money. Let's Correct. Make money. So, back to that trust idea. Um, I've got a little clip here. Oh, no, no, we're going to talk about something else first, aren't we? Um, the right to offend um, and freedom of speech. Because it's come across, I mean, you, as you know, Trump got kicked off. But we've been sort of slightly, we've not banned, we've warned, weren't we, on some of the things we've said on, on this channel. A couple of things, yeah. And if you go on YouTube... Uh, and start sprouting off are you entitled to is it is it right that you can do is it a public place where you can, you can go out inside the window and shout mm. public speaking do we have freedom of speech so the UK has a right um, in law to do this let's play the clip ruled that freedom of speech does include the right to offend. The landmark decision and the Court of Appeal found that a feminist who called a transgender woman a pig in a wig and a man hadn't broken the law. Freedom only to speak inoffensively is not worth having. Free speech encompasses the right to offend and indeed to abuse another. It would be a serious interference with the right of free speech if those wishing to express their own views could be silenced by or threatened with proceedings for harassment based on subjective claims by individuals that felt offended or insulted. The case centred on Kate Scotto, who was arrested in 2018 over the comments made about trans woman Stephanie Hayden. Scotto was handed a two-year conditional discharge and ordered to pay a £1,000 fine under the Communications Act. But the appeal court judges decided the law had not intended to criminalise this type of expression which they said was no more than annoying or inconvenient. Ms Hayden won the initial case last year when the Mumsnet website was forced to identify a user who she said had been bullying her online. Father Ted creator Graham Linen was also given a warning by police after Hayden reported him for referring to her by her previous names via Twitter in 2018. But was this ruling the right to 
call? Well, to debate this, I'm now joined by racial equality campaigner Lee Jasper and lawyer and legal editor at Spiked Online, Luke Gittos. Thank you both very much for being with us. So, Luke, this freedom of speech declaration that it, it does include the right to offend, well, this could perhaps turn into a license to be nasty. I think this is a really, really important judgment. You've got to recognise the reality of this act, the Communications Act of 2003. It was being used effectively to police Twitter disputes, and that means that police officers' time has been taken up in recent years, wading in on the use of bad language on Twitter, and that can take up hours and hours of police time. That's not a good use of police time. And so just at the level of the function of the law, this piece of legislation was behaving very badly and causing all sorts of unnecessary problems. But there's an important political principle here, which is that the judges are absolutely right to emphasise that the right to offend is absolutely central to any decent model of freedom of speech. It's important to remember that all the most important ideas throughout our history, ideas involving science, religion, etc., they've always been offensive to someone. You know, the ideas of Galileo were offensive uh, to the religious establishment of the time. You know, the writings of John Milton were offensive to uh, the orthodoxies of the age. The right to offend is absolutely central to freedom of speech. And any time that the law becomes involved in curbing that, we are the ones that suffer. Because it's only through the promotion of the free exchange of ideas, including those ideas which some people find offensive and, and wrong and harmful, that we're able to advance our understanding. The law should have no role in this whatsoever. Of course, we should be civil to one another. Of course, we could all take a moment to take a step back from Twitter, not use childish insults to one another and engage each other in a more civil way. But that has to be, uh, 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 that has to be the actions of civil society rather than... The right. the right to offend or abuse. Have we got any abuse on our little channel, Mike? Not abuse as such. I've not got the usual sort of anti-fan mail that you uh, we usually get. Yeah. So Mark is saying, as of today, the government are advising that school meals stop for half term. Probably right, as it's half term. Kids would be at home, but it's still the government being quick enough to remove freebies, which is a fair point. Nick is saying that, uh, on the contrary to what we were discussing, uh, Tories always help themselves at the taxpayers' expense. Stephen Blackmore saying it is shocking what has been going on with those food parcels. And, my God, uh, US and Trump, you should have a, a six-hour show on him. Uh, Mark is also saying, don't matter if you're Labour, Conservative, Lib Dem, etc. Can you honestly say that you trust your own party? I mean, my comment on that is... No. I'll trust. No, I'll trust. You didn't trust. Him. I have to trust somebody more than others because I don't trust the leader. I trust the movement. I trust that the movement might be able to keep the leadership in check, and I try to support them and then keep an eye on them. And if they do something wrong, then I turn on them and I kick them in the balls, just the same as I would anyone else. Yeah, you know? um, it's funny. I've talked about freedom of speech at the moment, and on a platform, it's slightly difficult to play a clip from America from in a moment but this week i put a comment down about i think the government uh well it's on facebook i won't say but i was abusive i suppose and you gotta think and, and then people replied and, and fair enough they replied and mm. some were abusive towards me yes and is that okay mike is that the way we should go forward depends what they've this? said so, depends what they've said doesn't it well they just you know? say I'm a, t I'm a tosser i suppose is the word to want to use those those frames 
I've had I've had that a long time going on with a show, as you well know. Yeah. Um, the, the it depends wherever they go cross a line, and if that crossing the line is very similar to what's happened over in America, you you cross a line when you start to say, "I'm not happy with what you've said," to the point where I'm going to cause damage to you. I'm going to physically cause damage. <coughs> I'm going to find your house, go around there, do stuff. That's the line. That's not freedom of speech. So it's about intent, is what you're saying. Well, it's when freedom of speech becomes hate speech. And I know that hate speech is a nebulous term that people don't that really mean? understand. What it is means hate um, where you say I hate something. You, Mike. I hate you. Uh, it, yeah, that's not hate speech. Hate, hate speech is when I say, I, I dislike a certain person mm. because of things that they believe and what they say. And then I give information out where people can act on it. I believe that's what it is. Hate speech Again, it's has intent. to be, It's got to be capable of causing harm and be intended, yes. Intent. To cause harm. I mean, there must be legal things around there that. There is. I mean, this is a, it's a quagmire, this. I could go deeper into it. I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable to, to actually get from what is acceptable to where you've crossed the line is very confusing indeed. I've got an example then. Stay with me on this one. Um, is this hate speech? One second. Mike, at times, yep. you really got my nerves. Oh, yeah. And I just want to do this. Oh, yeah. You see... <laughs> is that hate you speech? See, see, so I you didn't expect that, did you? You've no, not seen that? No, I've not. I've not. I've, it's not like I've got one in my desk drawer. Is that hate speech? No, not really, no. What is it? Comedy? I don't know. But it's, it was done in a different thinking. way... <laughs> And that was a real gun. Yeah. Obviously, it's crime, but it's a hate speech. I want to shoot you. Yeah. But have I said it in such a way? I don't know what to say on that one. So we just play the yeah. next clip? Yeah. Let's play it. The free speech protections of the First Amendment are so complicated, it's no surprise that most Americans seem to misunderstand them. Free speech is anything but absolute. In fact, it only prevents the government from intruding on speech. The First Amendment gives a person no right whatsoever to say whatever they want on a private company's platform. Of course, all speech is subject to some regulation, whether or not it's on a private forum. You can't threaten people, you can't slander people. There are some limitations. But as much as social media companies like Facebook or Twitter feel like publicly available forums for anybody, they are anything but. These social media companies are privately owned. They're not owned by the government. So the First Amendment doesn't even apply to them. For example, a private bar or restaurant can kick out just about anybody for any reason, whether they're not wearing a shirt or they're too intoxicated. Now, the reason bars kick out drunk people is that drunk people are a liability for the bar. But social media companies don't even have that liability. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act says that they are not liable for what other people post on their forum. It would be like a bar that made a lot of money from drunk patrons buying drinks, but then had zero liability when those drunks turned around and attacked other innocent people. There is a developing philosophical debate that a social media company or an internet service provider may become so important to speech that they are a kind of public forum. In the future, there may be legislation saying that Facebook or Twitter or whatever comes after those things is a kind of public forum, and it may even be regulated by the government. 
perhaps Section 230 will be replaced by laws that allow for liability for internet service providers or social media companies for what is said on their forum. First Amendment law is constantly evolving because the way we speak is constantly evolving and the forum in which we speak evolves as well. It may seem unfair that a web hosting service would summarily dump a company's website because they don't like the company's speech. Whether it's Twitter permanently suspending President Trump or Simon & Schuster declining to do business with Josh Hawley, Companies can't be forced by the government to put out speech that they don't want to put out there. In fact, even if a person is completely denied access to speaking on the internet, nothing prevents that person from opening their window and shouting out onto a crowded street. Ultimately, the First Amendment only limits government action. It gives a private person no right to say whatever they want in a private forum. So there we have it. There's no such thing as free speech if you're using a certain platform, to, you know, Twitter, Facebook, any social media whatsoever, because they could just drop it. And it's the actions. I've been talking about it on this show for but years. It, but it, it, is know. that right, though, Mike, in some sense? Because it, it could be that they are dominated. For example, imagine if Trump got power. Mm. Oh, imagine that one. And he's controlling... Again, for the next four years, he's yeah. controlling these companies by whatever reason. Well, and therefore, you want to say about what Marcus Rashford had done, mm. in, in Marcus, in whatever way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The rich footballer, yeah. Are you jealous of him? No, I no, just, he's a rich footballer, that's and? nice, isn't it? There's many know. rich people. Oh, no, yeah. He's done, done well, hasn't he? He's done well, he's done something. Most of them don't. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but imagine if they said, no, we don't have that them left-wing views on free speech is, has well, it ever been free speech free speech is um it, it you've got to have limitations on it uh, at the end of the day i've been talking about lots of cases on here fox news have resulted in in deaths they have had presenters make names up for people they've yeah. persecuted people they've got a, a, an abortion clinic doctor murdered because yeah. he's he, they gave him a nickname dr tiller the baby killer um that 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 alone when i was looking at it under the law of this country uh, bill o'reilly from fox news could have been easily indicted for um you know, uh, t t for complicity in the murder because somebody turned up on the car park and shot him dead. This is what you're dealing with and people dismiss it and they go, well, words can't make people do that. Well, look what's just been going on. Anybody now that thinks that words and telling a few lies can't influence people to do dodgy stuff, then you've not been paying attention. There was a quote last night, I was watching uh, some American channel and they're saying Trump lies have allowed his world to be crumbled down upon him. Well, they have. They've, been built on they've lies boomeranged round. They've boomeranged round. And at the moment, he's now gone that far with this. He, he, The worst thing he could have done was made that riot happen last week. That was the worst thing he could have possibly done. The, to damage himself, to ruin his chances of, yeah. of running again. He could have easily 
just been magnanimous last week and gone, well, I don't agree with the result. I still think this fraud and lied. And then gone, but, you know, I'm not going to go to the uh, inauguration, but you have got a new president, but I'm going to run in 2024. And that would have been it. And there was nothing anyone could do. But he had to go down this route. And anyone, we're going to go into further details later in the show, but, yeah, anyone who thinks that he's, his actions have not caused deaths has not been paying attention um, at all the, the right I mean I remember as a, a, a teenager watching a Pilger on TV mm. a journalist who in my mind he's magnificent it's amazing at the time um, he did a documentary on East Timor that I'm just saying now are you watching this John Pilger East Timor uh, find it on a torrent and download it it's worth it yeah uh, and that, to me, was a true journalist in in every sense. He was um, exploring, find out information that should be given out to people. Today, for lots of reasons, I mean, newspapers, well, you know better than anyone, the print world is in chaos. Yep. Um, it doesn't sell. It's all about being online. And You've so got to there's have no money up. for people to go out and, well, pay journalists to do the job. And it's hard, isn't it? So we, we're down to certain small TV stations, certain YouTube channels like this, whatever, having an effect on the public with no real journalism whatsoever gone into it. I mean, we talked about Newsmax. Mm. Uh, and, and just crazy stuff. Now, and I can't see this changing, Mike, for the next few years. I really can't see it changing. Well, I think the days of quality are over with. Well, you've got to see how this plays out. I mean, this can go one way or the other. You're in a, a massive, uh, pivotal moment, a crossroads of history right now. And that's not an overblown statement. It's a crossroads of history. You, you've got to see how this plays out. Donald Trump has played a very long game here. Four years isn't long, but it feels like he's been in power for two decades at the moment because of the sheer volume of stuff that we've had to ingest on a daily basis. And we've now reached the end game. We He couldn't... The problem is to do, go through the actions that he went through with... Um, with the American public, with people, with governing. He had to stay in power so he couldn't be prosecuted. That was the end game. He had to stay in power. He couldn't lose power because all the dodgy stuff he's done for four years had all come on top. And this is why he overreacted, panicked, and then started the big lie. And anyone who's seen history, where wherever it is, there's been a big lie again and again and again in history. The last big lie was probably Nazi Germany. And you see the result of that where one guy ended up causing so much carnage and heartache and grief and and this guy he if you give him a little bit more rope he will cause exactly the same level of grief he's the same sort of person he he he's shown himself to be this person now we we have been on this show covering this for a while and we saw the end result last week where you had people that if if for certain strokes of luck there would be members of Congress, senators, representatives would be dead now if certain things hadn't just played out via luck that they didn't find their way into certain chambers. And um, and you would think at this point that the alt-right, the far-right, like Newsmax, like all these other channels, would have at this stage gone, enough is enough. I can't go down this route and support this guy. So, yes, 
the alt-right did actually cave in and admit this week for the first time that Joe Biden has won. There will be a new president on the 20th. But if you call this a surrender, well, it's not what I'd call a surrender. Joe Biden got away with it. System was always stacked against our president. Much more to say about that. You know, after yesterday and uh, what we've been through for the past uh, couple of months, I couldn't sleep last night. And uh, when you can't sleep, you can do a lot of things. You can go eat something, you can uh, watch TV, lots of things. I took out the phone, which is the last thing you should do if you can't sleep. And it got me mad right off the bat. I looked at the New York Times, and let's put that headline up. Hmm? Trump incites mob. And there it is, a great big glaring lie. So many of them. Just about everything they've said about him has been untrue. And this one, I don't think they understand the media that we can see what they can see. They think we rely on them to tell us stuff. No, I watched that speech myself that the president gave from the ellipse. He said the opposite of riot. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Anything wrong with that? Peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. That's what this country is all about, making your voices heard. So much. They lied about so much. But again, they never realized that we could see this stuff for ourselves. So I stayed up. I read and I read. And then about six in the morning, I decided to turn on the Today Show. Very peculiar, very much skewed, of course, against President Trump and the events of yesterday. But uh, you know what was really strange? They didn't mention the name, the anchors, the reporters, for the first half hour of their much promoted special. No mention of the young woman, the Trump supporter, unarmed, who was shot and killed on Capitol Hill yesterday. Ashley Babbitt, a veteran of the Air Force several deployments overseas. Again, unarmed, shot and killed, and almost totally unmentioned. So that brings us to Mike Pence. Mike Pence, I had an indication that he was gonna go this way the other day when he said, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. When he said a day, that's when I realized he probably was going to take an interpretation that would, well, a narrow interpretation. Uh, a lot of people believe that the vice president under the 12th Amendment has plenary power, absolute power almost, uh, when it comes to electoral matters uh, once the votes are being counted. He disagreed. And yeah, reasonable people can disagree. It happens all the time. We see five to four decisions from the Supreme Court. Um, but he chose a certain way, and this is what happened. The votes for president of the United States are as follows. Joseph R. Biden, Jr., of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes. Joe Biden corrupted the system and stole those votes. They're stolen. But we have done everything we can to a point. Just remember, we never really did have our fair day in court, never. All right. It was always a technical issue. It was always a procedural thing, a standing thing. No, the evidence wasn't sufficiently heard. And what happened in Congress yesterday, because of the violence, it was abbreviated. We never really did get a full airing of this matter.
Maybe that will happen once Joe Biden is in office. Maybe they'll come for him. Why am I saying it so definitively? Well, we have heard from the president, and let's put those tweets up. You know they're canceling him. They're canceling Donald Trump on social media, so he's got to go through other people. Dan Scavino, one of his loyal lieutenants, statement by Donald Trump on the electoral certification. Even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election and the facts bear me out, nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th. I have always said we would continue our fight to ensure that only legal votes were counted. While this represents the end of the greatest first term in presidential history, it's only the beginning of our fight to make America great again. But sometimes you should be real careful about what you wish for, because I can imagine a scenario where Donald Trump could be even more powerful in a way out of office than when he was in. It's not exactly contrition, is it? It's not exactly, oh, we were back in the wrong horse. And this is what winds me up so much. And we're talking about, well, all evening, you know? really. Who do you trust? And yeah. lies, blatant lies, no journalism. It's just, it's, it's trying to get, I mean, they came up with this whole idea of fake news. But, I mean, how fake can you get than that video clip which is played? Yeah. Absolute bullshit. My fear, uh, it's already started in the UK, we're always behind America, is the Boris Johnson government have already started, but a bit more cunning in their way, they make loads of money as well, like Trump did, mm. uh, by ripping off kids. Um, but it's, it's, what do you believe anymore? What can you believe? And the future, like I say, is the lack of journalism, lack of credibility within the newspaper world, and we're going down this road of fascism. Well, they're trying, they're trying to, but you've got to fight they're it. To. You, well, you've got to fight it, haven't you? And that's that's what this is all but, about. But I they're mean. saying the same thing. You've got to fight it. Yeah, well, no. And they, they did Yeah, it. but they're outnumbered. Uh, they are actually in the minority. You you had a bunch of lunatics last week that gave a an impression that maybe there were more of them than there are. I, I would like to see them do it on Inauguration Day, because if they do that next week... There is an army of 20,000 yeah. soldiers there. Yeah. That, that, and, but I will say this, you're going to see some footage in a little while. You, The images of all those soldiers sleeping on the Capitol yeah. floor, the fact we've got an army in the Capitol just to ensure that this peace. Anybody who's thinking now, did Donald Trump cause any problems worldwide, not just the Constitution of America? This guy has tipped everything to the brink. He's, he's inspired people around the world as well to have a grab at the same power, you know, to do, try the same thing. Maybe just lie and say that you've lost. This, this is the sort of thing that Robert Mugabe did, and he's showing that you can get away with it in a much more advanced culture with much more information and, and, a, and an active media. And he still got away with this to a degree, but he fell at the last hurdle, in my opinion. Um, I'm not too sure. Have any more comments? Yep, we've got some comments here. Um, wait a second here. Um, yeah, Geeky Sci-Fi TV saying, I trust Labour a lot more than the others. If you look at the list of achievements, the last time they were in power, they were pretty damn impressive. Uh, not saying they were perfect, but compared to now, yeah, and I couldn't agree more with that. Minimum wage, yeah. Can you imagine a, a Tory government even 
beginning to Im- implement that. It would never happen. Uh, Nick is saying uh, defamation law, libel law, though in the UK is is still one of the most draconian in the Western world. Uh, Stephen Blackmore saying, I saw that Paul. They 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 uh, are keyboard warriors. There's no need to say. Uh, what some of them said I'm sure I made a comment back uh, to one of them on this point he's talking about the responses you got online Um, and uh, Nick is saying uh, Compass Group own Costa Coffee just saying and Stephen Blackmore saying and Newsmax on US cable channel never heard such crap in my life no they're trying I mean these guys have taken like 60% of the audience from Fox News, I mean, and and that is terrifying when you see the vitriol in that guy. That guy is a class A nut job, you know. And Stevens also saying, "I hope here in the UK we never get any news channels like that." Well, be careful because you we what we what I'm hoping for here is Andrew oh, Neil. Look out for Andrew Neil's news. Uh, channel on news show even he won't go that far i'm open you don't too sure well you can't tell can you but get moving on we've got the old right again still had more to say even though they've accepted that biden's in they've accepted uh that things are not have not panned out the voter fraud uh scam has not worked they are still not really happy with the fact that Donald Trump is getting the blame for last week's riot. Just as I predicted last night, the media is now exploiting the unrest at the Capitol yesterday in an effort to continue its destruction of President Trump and everyone who supports him. I've got no questions for Donald Trump. He's an insurrectionist. There are no questions. He should be arrested today. He should be sent to jail today. Well, that, of course, is Joe Scarborough, ignoring the fact that the president called for peace over and over again. And still, Twitter and Facebook shut his accounts down. So now the media is beginning its movement to have us all silenced, if not imprisoned. Listen again to what Morning Joe has to say. And if Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, and Donald Trump are not arrested today for insurrection and taken to jail and booked. Do you understand what that's about? It's not just about Rudy and Don Jr. and Donald Trump. It's about all of you. Now that the radical left controls Congress and the White House, they are on the warpath. Look at this tweet. From the political director at ABC, Rick Klein is his name. It reads, Trump will be ex-president in 13 days. The fact is that getting rid of Trump is the easy part. Cleansing the movement he commands is going to be something else. That tweet has since been deleted. But he just declared he wants us all cleansed. That is a frightening call. And it's why I call the left violent. And make no mistake, when they are done with us, who's next? You know they'll go after the cops. They're already going after them. Listen to this. The police reflect back to them. We're with you. You're good. We're not going to hurt you because you're not them. Guarantee you if that was a Black Lives Matter protest in D.C., there would already be people shackled, arrested, or dead. Well, Joy Reid of MSNBC is a liar. 
between the Capitol Police and D.C. Police. They arrested 83 people, and the number is still growing. They handcuffed all of them, shackled, she says. And sadly, one woman is dead, an Air Force veteran shot by police inside the Capitol. She also happened to be unarmed. But to Joy Reid, deadly force isn't enough, I guess. Should I turn it around, though, on Joy Reid? If Ashley Babbitt, the woman who was shot, was an unarmed black woman, there would be rioting in D.C. for weeks. I wish the officer did not use deadly force here, but Babbitt should not have tried to breach the secure area after being warned the officers had guns drawn. It is a tragic story all the way around. But Joy Reid doesn't care about all that. They'll tell you what it feels like to protest peacefully and unarmed and have how the police will treat you if you're black. That's it. They're not afraid of the cops because they know the cops are cool with it. See, she makes this about race to smear the police officers. She decries this, quote, lack of police response as a man is washing his eyes out after being pepper sprayed by police, if you noticed in the video as she was talking. Here is a shot of the trespassers being held at gunpoint on the ground. It took police four hours to secure the Capitol. Most of the crowds were dispersed or arrested within the hour. It's true they should have never gotten inside. But I will also say the swift action of officers to gain back control with few injuries was actually impressive. And most of the injuries were actually suffered by police, 50 in all. Compare that to Kenosha and Minneapolis and Portland and Seattle, where police on many nights all but disappeared to let rioters have their, quote, space. But CNN doesn't want us talking about that. Stand on what is happening right now. Don't go back to what happened this summer. Again, I think it's apples and oranges. Don't talk about the Black Lives Matter. Don't talk about the protests. We can all deal with that. They can deal with it. They never did deal with it. They never even acknowledged it. In fact, the media actively suppressed those riots. Mostly peaceful, they would say. The hypocrisy in all of this is sad to watch. It's ludicrous, isn't it? It's absolutely ludicrous. They, they, uh, they. You knew they would come up with a way of making sure that Donald Trump was not responsible for literally standing on a podium, saying what he said, asking a load of people, angry people that felt that he'd lied to for months, saying that they'd had the election stolen from him and that they had their their citizenship literally erased. Please march down the road if you see where Pennsylvania Avenue is. He did a, a speech right at the top and the Capitol building is at one end and the White House is at the other. He was at the top near the White House and he said, yep, go down there and let them know. Rah, rah, rah. And he knew they were angry. Fight and he for knew, it. Fight for it. Fight for it. And then you had Rudy Giuliani, his lieutenant in chief, who said, yes, uh, trial by combat. And But you knew somehow that these channels like Newsmax, like One American News, would come up with a way of making out like he's not only not responsible, but kind of the victim. And here's their, their mantra. As Sun Tzu says, know your enemy. Well, your enemy is saying that Donald Trump is here. People are out to get him. 
and they've used the riot to uh, have a go at him and as we're going to find out later on uh, it's not worked out that great because he's being impeached yeah. the first president to be impeached twice yeah. like the balland that he is but we've got to talk about trust and talk about trust before <clears throat> the people you trust whether it's Boris Johnson I have an argument on Facebook like I did about Boris and the government or Jeremy Corbyn or in the American case the uh, grand old party the Republicans they said things about Donald Trump and you think oh they're telling the truth I believe you so I've got to believe you all the way through so I'm confused by this I've got a clip here taken just as Donald Trump was trying to become president and look what the people said about him I will not stop until we fight a man that chooses not to disavow the KKK. That is not a part of our party. That's not who we want as president. We will not allow that in our country. I'm thinking, how did we get the race for the most important office in the free world to sink to such depths? And how could anyone in my party think that this clown is fit to be president? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. You know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. To me, a racist statement's a racist statement. I don't like what Donald Trump said. Donald Trump has shown himself to be a showman. I don't think he's a serious candidate. You, sir, are the distraction. Your conduct, sir, is the distraction. Mr. Trump, that I respectfully ask you, with all due respect, to step aside, step down, allow someone else to carry the banner of these principles. During anxious times, it can be tempting to follow the siren call of the angriest voices. I'm out. I, I can no longer endorse Donald Trump for president. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. We're on the verge of having someone take over the conservative movement and the Republican Party who's a con artist. I just really believe that the Republican Party has been conned here and this guy is not a reliable conservative Republican. This is a defining moment for the Republican Party. That is not who our Republican Party is. That's not who America is. Donald Trump's candidacy is a cancer on conservatism and it must be clearly diagnosed, excised, and discarded. See, these bunch of, of duplicitous, two-faced cunts, yeah, they, uh, they actually voted in January this year to acquit Donald Trump on his impeachment when he was literally caught trying to get dirt on the Bidens and offered, uh, used a $350 million bribe to the Ukraine to get them to announce a fake investigation and those guys acquitted him. They are the lowest of the low. They are scum. Absolute scum. Scum, scum, scum. So do you trust anyone? Do you trust anyone? And that's my big problem going forward. Looking at the UK, looking at America, who do you trust anymore? Because as you've seen, you can't trust anyone. So what do you think they've learned the lesson that this week they were hiding in cupboards? No, hiding because in cupboards you, with armed you've just, mobs. You've just said that a certain person who's hiding uh, is now on the plane with Trump. Correct. 
Lindsey Graham yeah. uh, took a stand during the uh, during the night where they were they were trying to get the uh, the votes. Uh, they were already certified. They were trying to get them uh, it boxed off so that it was announced the winner. It wasn't like you say. We've been saying on this show for ages. There was no way that you could alter the votes. They were already there. They'd all this was like the Oscars. This was Mike Pence was just tearing open envelopes, going, "These are the votes for this state," and he went through fifty states, and then you go through the result. It was an announcement. This was like expecting going marching against Mike Pence, expecting him to overturn the election. It's like a load of people uh, being mean to somebody that's opening an envelope at the Oscars, thinking that that person might announce that someone else has won Best Actor. You know, that, that envelope is sealed. That's it. They're just reading it. Mike Pence was just reading it, and that's it. But Lindsey Graham said, enough is enough tonight. All the crap that's gone on, I've had enough of this, and I'm not taking it anymore, and, and enough's enough and that. But no, he's, he's flown with Trump to uh, the wall for a photo opportunity tonight in Air Force One. So one last trip on Air Force One is <coughs> all we talk for Lindsey Graham, Senator, to sell out again. But, but they don't sell out because they've never sold no, in. They've no, never bought in to sell out. No one all the way through. But what will be a story, and it's a, a story which will go on and on, is um, what's happened on the inside. Is it an inside job that's going on? This will carry on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Did Trump have people in the government who allowed the protesters in? Did he have people on the inside and having certain... There was a lack of police there, wasn't there? There are a lot of people that are saying that the, the, the video... But, will it, is but it, there's is video it footage, though, of, of police opening barriers. There's yeah. video footage of people taking selfies with the rioters. Yeah. You've got DC police, because as he explained last week on the show, you've got DC police and then uh, you've got Capitol Police. Cap- it's like the Vatican in Rome. and Ro- You've got police in Rome and you've got police that deal with the Vatican is almost a separate state and here you've got the capital as a separate state within DC now the the capital police a lot of them were very heroic but yeah you've got stuff on on tape where they are they are seen opening doors for the protesters taking selfies all the rest of it but we we do have a video of um, of something really shocking it's not also take a look as to what's been happening a week after the pro-Trump mobs vandalized the U.S. Capitol. The country is now dealing with the aftermath from arrests to impeachment proceedings against President Trump. There is more information and also more accusations that are coming to light. The latest, of course, is Democrat lawmaker Mickey Sherrill, who's now made a pretty startling claim on Facebook. A day before the riots on the 5th of January, she had colleagues allegedly leading groups on Renaissance tour of the building. On a Facebook Live, she said that she plans to hold those Republicans accountable for this. Not only do I intend to see that the president is removed and never runs for office again and doesn't have access to classified material, I also intend to see that those members of Congress who embedded him those members of Congress who had groups coming through the Capitol that I saw on January 5th, a reconnaissance for the next day, those members of Congress that incited this violent crowd, those members of Congress that attempted to help our president undermine our democracy, I'm going to see that they're held accountable. 
But Cheryl did not specifically identify as to which lawmakers she saw leading groups through the capital, but her allegation comes as lawmakers continue to seek answers about the extent of planning and coordination behind the violent assault on the capital. Meanwhile, several capital police officers have been suspended and more than a dozen are being investigated for suspected ties to the rioters. The Cheryl, in fact, took to Facebook Live to recount her experience of the capital attack, which left one police officer dead and more than 50 others injured. What do you do? This story will grow and grow and grow. Um, There's more to come out. There's a lot more to come out. I mean, there was another piece of video that that's only just coming out now that you can find online where there is a woman using a megaphone directing the rioters to certain rooms and she seems to know the ins and outs. She says, if you go through a window, you'll find a doorway there. They had maps. They had inside information. They knew where they were going, what they were doing. Um, and that lady there, although we've got to put this in, in perspective, Sydney Powell's saying election fraud, no evidence, no evidence. So far, she's saying she saw these three members of Congress taking these protesters on a, a guided tour the day before. We haven't seen the evidence yet. She's got to name the people. She has to name them. Name a shame. Print, yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah, that is it. It's going towards the end of the show, and uh, well, it's been a cra- crazy week. Um, Trump has been impeached, which we've got a clip on of a little bit yeah, later. Yeah. Um, but what I'm really pleased about is you, yes, you watching right now, who have shared the videos around, and we are so pleased by it, to be honest. So yeah, chuffed is the word for my case. It's crazy. Yeah, it's chuffed. We've got so many subscribers, but please keep doing it. Get subscriptions going along and and get in touch with us as well. And, well any questions? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. Hundred and fifty thousand people watch the channel, which is just crazy. So that that's nice, and it, it helps us. And if we're entertaining you, helping uh, get through this, because at the moment, uh, over both all around the world, we're all suffering with a pandemic, and then you've got all these political problems that we've got going on, and and we haven't even mentioned tonight. Uh, we're approaching 400,000 dead in America. We're approaching 80,000 dead here. Uh, it's an absolutely awful situation <coughs> to go through, and we're just trying to be here to try and throw some light on some aspects that might get overlooked. Uh, and next week, we'll talk about the schools being open or not open, or are they open? But when they're saying they're not open, actually, they're quite full. There's something called Dugray going on there. Um, and more stuff about the British politics which is going on and where will it be next week we will have a new president or will there suddenly be a U-turn oh no I don't think that will be the case next next, next week we will be celebrating the inauguration of Joe Biden but in the meantime I think it's time that we celebrated the fact that Donald Trump is the only president in American history to be impeached twice A majority of the U.S. House of Representatives has voted to impeach President Donald Trump for a second time. This just one week after giving a speech that was followed by a mob of his supporters storming the U.S. Capitol. Eyewitnesses reporter Josh Haskell joins us live with the latest developments. Josh. Yeah, that's right. With President Trump being impeached, we now know the Capitol riot hurt his standing among Republicans, with 10 joining Democrats and voting yes. 
The House Resolution 40 is hereby adopted. President Trump is now the first president in U.S. history to be impeached twice. The House of Representatives voting 232 to 197 in favor of incitement of insurrection with 10 Republicans voting to impeach. A police officer was killed. And what I hear is time to heal. He's not even buried yet. It endures because at every juncture, every pivotal moment when evil threatened to overtake good, patriotic Americans step forward to say enough. This is one of those moments. President Trump will be leaving in seven days. Let's try to heal this nation. Let's listen to the American people. This is the people's house. Let's operate for the people. This country is hurting. The people are hurting. Our colleagues are hurting. This is a reckless impeachment. This will only bring up the hate and fire more than ever before. In the middle of the debate, President Trump released a statement that was read by his ally, Congressman Thank Jim Jordan, but still didn't take responsibility for last week's ride at the Capitol. I urge that there must be no violence, no lawbreaking, no vandalism of any kind. This is not what I stand for. This is not what America stands for. I call on all Americans to help ease tensions. But House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy placed blame on President Trump and debunked a myth pushed by some Republicans, including the president, that Antifa was behind last week's attack. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Accept his share of responsibility, quell the brewing unrest, and ensure President-elect Biden is able to successfully begin his term. Now, the debate shifts to the Senate, and Mitch McConnell has indicated that he would like to hold the trial after President Trump leaves office on January 20th. But the Senate trial could start on the 19th, depending on when Speaker Pelosi sends the article of impeachment to the Senate. Reporting live in Glendale, Josh Haskell, ABC 7 Eyewitness News. Josh, thank you. National Guard members taking a break in the halls of Capitol Hill today. They've been helping provide security ahead of the presidential inauguration and in the wake of last week's riots. The heavy security surrounds the Capitol building and the White House as well. Road closures are in place around Pennsylvania Avenue and metal fencing reinforced by concrete barriers have been placed around the complex. Yeah, those images of troops there lying on the floor of the Capitol. They, these are people who have been around the world. They've gone to sleep underneath trees in Iraq. They've been in the desert. They've been in mud. They've probably slept in a lot of locations. But I bet there was not one moment where they thought they would wake up on the floor of the Capitol building <clears throat> in the United States in case there was a hostile force invade. I think that above everything else explains how screwed up how fucked up this mess has got over the last year uh, alone i mean four years we've had a build-up to this the first two years were like a foundation course we sort of saw where it was going the uh, white nationalism creeping in charlottesville good people on both sides this is where it was heading. It was always going to end up here. We said it on this show time and time and time again till we're sick of talking about it. Um, we've said it many times as well to our fellow uh, candidate. 
in yeah. Alaska. I know. Um, so we've not had Tom on since, so hopefully we'll get Tom on next week and see what he's got to say for himself. Does he still support the party as it is? Do they need to get rid of a certain section of the party as this experiment, which it was four years, this experiment, yeah. it's been a failure, obviously. Well, well, here's the thing. The New York Post were, uh, were, they were saying that they've been speaking to people, sources in uh, the Capitol who were saying that Mitch McConnell is actually leaning very much towards getting rid of him. They're, but here's the thing. We've seen a lot of left-wing uh, channels, including uh, a lot of channels I watch, where a lot of the uh, socialist left-leaning people were saying, well, there's no point it's a joke it's over with now why are you impeaching him now it stops him running again and you would be surprised it will potentially you only need a you only need a majority vote in the senate you've got 100 no you don't not to not to not to stop him running again not to stop him running again if you impeach him and remove him from office you then can have a vote on punishment. Right. The punishment is a majority vote, 51 to 49. But to get required. it through is a majority of 17 it, Yes, I know, but the fact so that it's, the fact it's a low bar means that more people will be encouraged to go and do it because they know that it'll be the Democrats that will vote it through at that point. They won't ban him from running again. They'll be seen to have punished him. Uh, the yeah, Democrats okay. will do the fifty. They'll do the fifty votes plus yeah. Kamala Harris, and they will push it over the line. And I think that's how they're going to get away with it. And then they will try to sell it to their voters that well, it wasn't us that yeah. stopped him running again. We were happy with it. Yeah, bollocks. They want him out of the party. Sometimes here is a very easy Instant way of doing it. I've had um, a correction here. Nick saying a hundred k dead here. Is that um, yes? Yeah, fine. It's it's appalling, and when you think about it, that is uh, more than a quarter of the uh, deaths in America, and we have far less than a quarter of the population of America. But it's, don't worry, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. Who cares? Well, I Take hope. Out. Enjoy I, yourself. I hope Ignore all it. of you, all of you who go out doing these freedom rallies and doing all this, I hope you get it. End of story. I uh, hope you get uh, it. Just to add. So this, the final one to say this, um, Boris Johnson is getting in trouble with the backbenchers, the extreme right wing of his party, saying we should open up more now, stop messing around, open up. He's under, he talked about oh, losing God. losing the premiership. Yeah, it is It is literally the worst week of fatalities in the UK and that the we've Tories had from are, the beginning. are saying open up. And open if up, you do open up, you, you will end up with 2,000 dead a day. You've had days here where we've had 1,300 people dead. And if you, that is half a 9-11. It is a 9-11 list of fatalities every two days. And the hospitals are overrun. It's a mess. I don't want to send you away from the show tonight on a downer, but it's a fucking mess. I agree. We'll see you next week.